Welcome to Life, Death, Law. I'm Liza Hanks. Please join me in this podcast as we explore estate planning. Birth, old age, sickness, and death are part of every human life, yet most of us avoid talking about it or planning for it. Death is like sex, really. We all do it. Most of us are embarrassed to talk about it, and most of us have questions we're afraid to ask. Fear no more. I'm here to answer your questions without judgment. Life, Death, Law brings you real-life stories, interviews with experts, and practical tips to answer your questions about all of it, from birth to death and everything in between. Are you ready? Let's get started. In today's episode of Life, Death, Law, I'm honored to be talking with Miyoshin Kelly. Miyoshin is a senior instructor in the Tergar community, which supports the worldwide vision of Tibetan master meditation teacher and author Minja Rinpoche. Miyoshin leads meditation programs for both secular and Buddhist students in the United States and all over the world. I asked her to talk to me today about the practice of generosity for two reasons. First, because I think that generosity is at the heart of estate planning. I know. Most lawyers focus on reducing taxes or the creation of documents, but really, when you get down to it, what you're really doing when you make an estate plan is giving everything away, right? So to me, understanding the practice of generosity and what gets in the way of being generous is central to effective estate planning. And who better to explore that territory than Miyoshin, an eloquent teacher on the key Buddhist teachings on the wisdom of opening the heart. If you've ever been curious about the practice of generosity or the value of it, or found yourself wanting to be generous but somehow holding yourself back and wondered what was getting in your way, you are in for a treat. So, Moshin, thank you for being on my show. I really appreciate it. Um, let me tell you why I invited you to come today, okay? Sure. So I'm an estate planning attorney, and I've worked with really like hundreds of people over the last 15, 20 years, uh, creating wills and trusts, and people think they come to my office to create legal documents, but what I think, uh, and what I think more and more the more I do this, is that actually that's not what's going on at all. That's the end product, but really what we're talking about is uh, generosity on some really deep levels, and it may be the first time that people I work with have thought about it in a structured and, and formal way. And I thought that you, as a Buddhist meditation teacher, um, would be a really great person to talk to about the process of generosity and, and the practice of generosity and what it actually means uh, in our human lives. So that's why I invited you. So to, to start, I thought I'd ask you, uh, if I were a space alien that just landed on this planet, how would you describe generosity to me? Well, what do you think it really is? That's a great question. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I think it's wonderful that you're bringing uh, what people are doing into this process of really touching into the beauty of what they're doing and that there is a way that that can be really aligned with their hearts. So just thank you for thinking to do it in this way. You're welcome. And then with your question, which I really love, you know, it uh, just gets me thinking, what, what is this? And, and I think with generosity, what, transpires is that we go from looking at what we can get or have from others or the world to what we can give. And, you know, even when I experientially look at the difference in saying those two statements, I feel like my heart ease when it's like, what can I give? 
And it's, it's like that sense of abundance, that sense of sharing. And the essence of it is really letting go, which is a, an aspect of wisdom of knowing that, you know, we, here we are on this planet, things come and go. And, you know, at one, at one point, this body will go. And it's like, what can we offer to in, in that way of aligning what we give with our hearts? Mm-hmm. And this is beautiful. You know, just generosity is a really beautiful quality. Right. And one of the things I've really liked about your teachings is this focus on giving more than money, you know, that we could be more creative about what it is we have to give. And I think uh, estate planning is this moment where we can give, and clearly we can give our assets, but we can give our values, we can give advice, we can give our approval, we can give our blessing, right? There's lots of ways that people can give. And I think you've spoken about that really eloquently. Um, in some of the talks of yours that I've listened to. And I wonder if you could offer uh, my listeners any, any guidance there, just sort of be more expansive about, about generosity. Yeah, well, you know, generosity comes through our being with ourselves, our listening, our seeing what is of value in this moment, what is in, of value that we would like to see continue on in the world. And that, you know, it's a, a sense of really giving ourselves to life fully. Mm-hmm. And, and so in the process of that, it is listening. What's important? What is it that we really value and see that we want to flourish within ourselves now? And we, that we would, how we would like to help the world and all of the beings in it also flourish. Mm-hmm. What do you think gets in the way? of people being generous the most? Our habit, we can have habits. You know, we often live in the way where we think that if we give, we won't have enough. Mm-hmm. Or we're, we're willing, to, willing to give where, you know, maybe to our family, but we don't have that broad vision of how deeply interconnected we all are. And so just, you know, I personally feel like I was born with the habit of, of miserliness in a sense, of wanting to hold on to have, you know, make sure I'm okay before I give. And that actually when we really turn towards generosity, it's like seeing the well-being of all beings and seeing the joy that comes in our being able to help, our mm-hmm. being able to offer and the openness of heart that comes with that. So, you know, it's just the habit mind mm-hmm. that I think gets in our way. So do you have any specific tips or suggestions for people um, as small ways that they can sort of introduce generosity into their lives, you know, before they die so that they get in the practice of giving? I think having the practice of giving is wonderful. And when we say it's the practice, I think we have to be aware that that includes our seeing the times when it's a closed fist and we don't want to give. What we're letting happen is all of our habits around generosity come into awareness. And we do that without judgment. You know, we just let it arise and know it's there, but it's conscious, which is really different than when our habits are running us and we don't even see them. Mm -hmm. So the first step is really accepting where we are 
with generosity now. And then, you know, it, it can be every day just making um, a practice of giving something. And that going back to what you said earlier about how we can give in really different ways. We can give through learning to be attentive and present with people when they're talking. We can give walking down the street and, you know, just letting our hearts be touched by someone. Maybe it's a being in suffering and, you know, just taking a moment to really look and smile maybe and just let them be included in our world. And that place of connection is what part of the joy of generosity is. Mm -hmm. It can also be looking to just little things that we can give. And we can even start with places of giving that are, are comfortable for us in a sense, but because we're just bringing that into awareness. And what is it like to give? So giving our old clothes away. You know, I often feel like there's a great joy in doing that, passing this on. Somebody can benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that... Um... Sometimes the practice of making an estate plan opens people's uh, minds and hearts out to gifts they'd like to make during their life, you know, when they can hear people say thank you and they don't have to wait until they're gone uh, right. or benefiting organizations that they realize that they would like to benefit now uh, rather than later. Um, so what do you think the benefits of, of being generous are, like the result of the act of generosity? What do you see in your work with people all over the world? Well, the act of generosity opens our hearts. And that's where I would, you know, really like to encourage people, don't wait to till you die to be generous. And then that doesn't, that could mean whatever in your life. But that the practice itself opens us up to moments of connection where we get in touch with uh, love, compassion, wisdom, and that can benefit both ourselves in the giving, where we really feel the joy of giving, and it can also benefit others. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's something that I think in whatever ways for us to work within our lives now. Yeah, one of the things I encourage my clients to think about doing is that by making a gift, uh, like a charitable gift in an estate plan, they're teaching their children something really important because Often their kids are the ones who have to administer the plan and they have to make the gift um, in the name of the parent. And I think that that teaches children to to value um, being charitable and to and to pass on their parents' values in the world and to do it in their name is a kind of powerful moment. So that's something I yeah. do encourage people to think about. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And that really reminds me of when I was um, – you know, I had such great lessons from uh, people in, uh, in Burma, or as it's called now, Myanmar, um, around generosity, where it is just something that it is in how they live their everyday lives. I just saw so many acts of generosity. And then one time a person, as I was traveling through a place where there was many monasteries, pagodas, there, it was so beautiful. And this person said to me, everything that you see has been donated. Hmm. And it just struck me that, you know, when we can really give towards what lights our hearts up, what feels important, that there is a way of 
really giving meaning to our lives and bringing something of value forth in our lives. Yeah. Uh, and right. And Burma, well, Myanmar, it's such a poor country, right? People had so little as we consider it to give. And yet you've said they were incredibly generous. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's it's so much a part of how they live that it is that sense of looking to what one can offer and looking to what one has faith and confidence in. And so, you know, within Burma, very much it's a Buddhist country. So that's, they have a lot of faith in that. And so then there was just, you know, outpourings of offerings, our, our food every day as we practiced was offered by people. And often those people did not have a lot, but this was something that they felt great joy in doing and something they had confidence in. Mm -hmm. And so both those factors together, um, you know, just made it quite powerful. Right. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, that sort of sums it up. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't really think of anything else that, to ask you, unless you have something you'd like to add that you'd like to share with people who are, um, you know, confronting estate planning can be difficult because most people haven't really thought about the fact that everybody dies, including them, and that they can't take anything with them, even though they might like to, and that they tend to come into my office thinking it's going to be this completely uncomfortable, unpleasant, boring, tax-generated interaction and they leave kind of surprised that they actually found some meaning in it, right? That they, that yeah. the contemplation of their own, own death can be a beautiful thing, that it, it, and it, it focuses them on the people that they love and the assets and values that they can pass along to others. And they're not expecting that. And I'm not, yeah. you know, heavy about it, but it right. is a very human interaction that we're having, right? Because we're talking about something that we all share. So yeah. I guess in closing, if there's anything you feel like would be helpful to people who are dealing with this for the first time uh, or finding it difficult, that would be great. Yeah, I just go back to my own process of, of you know, setting up a will um, and how it was so powerful in how it brought about the reflection of something that's really natural in our lives and how we could do that really consciously, uh-huh. how we could do that in a way that helps us to listen now in our lives to what's of importance, to what kind of legacy do we want to leave behind? What, you know, what, what really holds those values, whether it's family, whether it's you know, helping the climate, the environment, whatever it might be that's so dear to our hearts, how can we pass this on? How can we help these qualities of, of benefiting others to continue in the world? And I think it's a really beautiful moment in life to reflect on that. Well, I do too. And that's the point of this show, which is to help people see that it's more than just the creation of documents and it's about more than the reduction of taxes, but it's, it's an opportunity that we're all given to, to leave behind something of benefit to others. And, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. That's an act of generosity too.
Oh, thank you. It's been great to be here with you. All right. So uh, thanks for coming and take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've just listened to my conversation with Miyoshin Kelly, a Buddhist meditation teacher and senior instructor in the Terragar community, which is based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. To learn more about Miyoshin Kelly and about Minjin Rinpoche's work and the Terragar community's programs, go to www.terragar.org. That's T E R G A R.org. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life, Death, Law. To find out more about this episode or to send me a question or a suggested topic for future podcasts, go to lifedeathlaw.com, send an email to lifedeathlawpodcast at gmail.com, or leave me a voicemail message on the Life Death Law podcast line, 669-232-0872. That's 669-232-0872. To subscribe to Life Death Law, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So take care, and remember, when it comes to life and death and law, we are all in the same boat. Until next time, I'm Liza Hanks. Bye!